Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10:30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. Could you take us to Psalm 73? We could do the New Living, and let's read it again. Back-to-back Sundays can't be too bad. Truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure, but it's different with me. (laughs) He said, I lost traction. My feet were slipping. I was almost gone. Verse 3, for I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seemed to live such a painless life. I mean, Asaph, he was a minister of music and led thousands of people in the temple in the sanctuary and worship. I mean, he, he was he was a massive staffer in David's tabernacle. And just to let you know, if you ever feel downhearted, like Elijah in the cave, how many know we have a lot of company, but we don't stay there? Say, I won't stay there. They seem to live such a pain, painless life. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. Uh, 73 continues of Psalm in verse 5. They aren't troubled like other people. That's what we think sometimes, plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace, and their clothing is woven of cruelty. These stout cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil in their pride they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens and their words strut throughout the earth. And so the people are dismayed and confused, drinking in all their words. Verse 11, quote, does God realize what is going on? That's a good COVID verse, huh? But he does. Does God realize what is going on? They ask, is the Most High even aware of what is happening? 12, Look at these arrogant people enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. Was it for nothing that I kept my heart pure? Never went mixed bathing, never went to movies, never went to a pool hall, never went to a bowling house. Yeah, yeah. Every head bowed over here and every eye closed. Kept myself from doing wrong? You guys are so blessed to live in the 2020s. All I get is trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. If I had really spoken this way, I would have been a traitor to your people. We ought to watch, say, watch our words. It, that was a choice. You didn't have to. Verse 16, so I tried to understand why the wicked prosper. You could fill in any dilemma, challenge that you have. For Asaph, I tried to understand why the wicked prosper, but what a difficult task it is. Then, then, like you and I today, then one day, 
I went into the sanctuary. Probably had an office, you know, head of all the music and the instruments. Wow. Then one day, I went into the sanctuary, oh God, and I thought about the destiny of the wicked. Not happy that they would be pushed into eternity without God. He just, when we come into God's sanctuary, it calibrates our thinking. Truly, you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over the cliff to destruction. In an instant, they are destroyed, stripped away by terrors. Verse 20, their present life is only a dream that is gone when they awake. When you arise, O Lord, you will make them vanish from this life. Then I realized how bitter I had become. In God's sanctuary, he calibrated life and death, hell and heaven, eternity with or without Jehovah. And also, it became very personal when Asaph, he realized how bitter he had become. There wasn't a lot he could do to change people without God. But there was something that he could do to not allow that bitterness to completely overtake him. I get a witness? How pained I had been by all I had seen. I was so foolish and ignorant, I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. Yet, I still belong to you. You are holding my right hand. You will keep on guiding me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. I think that's a course that we lit in here. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Say that. He is mine forever. But those who desert him will perish for you destroy those who abandon you. Last verse. But as for me, how good it is to be close to God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter. I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. Now in the first 15, 16 verses, he comes and declares, such a negative evaluation of those outside covenant. He compares his life to those who do not have the Lord. And at that thought, he says, they've got it better than me. Amazing how the mind can travel to different places, become discouraged. Like Leonard reminded us, that's we stick in the word, we read the word. What a great cleansing of our thought process. Verse 1 is so amazing. Truly God is good to Israel. But as for me, isn't that amazing? I know it's popular with us over the years, uh, a popular verse. Truly God is good to Israel. But when I compare my life with others, I'm not, I'm thinking, I'm about to lose traction. 
And throughout the word of God, we're taught it is not wise to compare ourselves among ourselves, not to envy, not to covet. Good admonitions from the first church in the wilderness. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And it is. Don't you cry when those yellow Corvettes go past you and you're in your Datsun. Thank God that a person that takes takes care of a yellow Corvette has that at that time. So I'm going to adjust back from last week's verse 28 and go to verse 17. Tell you what, verses 1 through 16, they do not encourage me. At 16 is kind of the hinge. Say hinge. Kind of the hinge verse. 16 says, When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me. Clean the deck. God, renew our mind. Philippians 4.8, get an injection. Think on these things. Good report. Victory. God's faithfulness. Verse 17 today, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood therein. Until I went into the sanctuary of God. Verse 25, whom have I in heaven but you? There is none on earth beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Verse 28, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all his works. Until I went in the sanctuary. The benefits of the sanctuary experience. When we begin service, I read from the New Testament in Mark, where in the gathering of believers, Christ's power was present to heal. Now, don't worry. This is not punitive. You're here. This is ecclesia, called out ones all across the world. The sanctuary experience. Asaph worshipped in a tabernacle in a tent, not in four walls like we have, but until he went into the sanctuary, and all kinds of, not you that are here, but all kinds of feedback when you talked about the church. Well, what's the church? And do I have to go into a church to uh, know God? No, but if you know God, you'll go into a church. A sanctuary. The benefits of the sanctuary experience. And because I love you so much, and you know how much I love you, and especially in this COVID season, I'm not going to give you more than you could take home in a loaf. You you already know the benefits, but it was my turn. So you can add on to this and make this a message that you would have really got up and come to, even though you did. Thank you. The benefits of the sanctuary experience. We have the sacraments of communion and water baptism. Sometimes people become so full of God that God gives them a vision to start their own church somewhere. And Paul said, whether it's preached for whatever reason, thank God the gospel's preached. 
and they claim my garage is a sanctuary. That's right. Great, 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 great. I just say that in the New Testament, set that garage in order with bishops, with elders, with servant deacons, and with the sacraments, and with communion. Set the place in order. Amen? Amen. I know I could have been better. Every memory, beginning at five, is around the sanctuary experience for me at the Oakview Full Gospel Lighthouse. The sanctuary experience. Christ gave it the name. It's the house of prayer. Imagine that. Christ named the sanctuary experience the house of prayer. Near where we live, there's a beautiful facility, and on the side of the church it says, home of God. All right, can't beat that. And we know where he really lives. He lives inside of us. Sometimes hyper-spiritual nuts like to remind us we are the house of God. That's true. But Christ named the sanctuary experience the house of prayer. He cleansed it at that time just like he continues to do. His desire was that whosoever will may come. It's the house of prayer that leads us to repentance. It's a house of prayer that gets our family healed. It's a house of prayer where Donita Tanberg name comes up and we come in agreement of prayer. And no matter what her condition is, think what it would be without the prayer of agreement. It's the house of prayer. In 1969, when my close friend David Manning pastors in Salem, if Charlie and Dennis and I permitted a fourth one in, we do. It would be David Manning. He was going to fly to Vietnam the very next day. And I was completely heartbroken. We'd been friends since fourth grade. And now I felt I'll never see David again. So I said, David, I want you to pray for me before you go. Take me to a hallway between the two facilities and pray that I might receive the Holy Spirit. That church, that whole church had been praying that I received the Holy Spirit since I was five and tore up Sunday school in the annex. My five-year-old Sunday school teacher, Beverly Broadbent, was still our church organist at 27 when Kathy and I went back to become the second pastors. We didn't get out of that hallway to the side room before the Holy Ghost descended on me and God in his mercy baptized this church boy in the Holy Ghost. It happened in the sanctuary. I'm thrilled for devotions. We should all have them. I'm thrilled for the tent of meeting. Stay tuned for next week. But God's house is a house of prayer. How many here today would say, you have a strong prayer life, God's answered prayer, from the cab of your truck, etc. But how many of you know that in the sanctuary, God heard prayer and gave you a miracle? Lift your hand. The sanctuary is a place where God's people gather. Of course, 
you find hypocrites. You don't find them at Safeway. They're shoppers. Jesus found them in Mark 3. When they I'm going to watch you, Jesus. We already know you are the God of the miraculous. We already know there's nothing impossible for you. And we think you're coming into the synagogue and, and you're going to do some mighty, mighty works. That troubles us. You and I welcome that. It's a place where God's people gather. I love you so much. Thankful for you. It's a place where we gather. You today, some of you today are such a vibrant example to my personal Christian life. That's because I come into God's house, come into the sanctuary, and continue to have iron sharpening iron and the sense that you're praying for me, you're faithful. The sanctuary experience. The sanctuary experience is where God's word is honored and taught. You can't say enough about the Sunday school years in youngsters. You can't say enough about the ministry to our children and to our teenagers, along with each of us, a place where God's word is honored and taught. We realize there's a great separation coming. Asaph found this out, or he knew it, that the sheep are separated from the goats. Because Matthew 25 says, the gospel is presented to everyone. Everyone has a choice. But at the end, you're either a goat or a sheep. I'd be a sheep. How about you? Amen. All right, what about this one? In God's house. In God's house, Asaph's attitude and outlook change. And so can ours. I've heard people over the years say, I was tired, maybe it was a midweek, I was, I was weary, I was frustrated. When I came into God's house, how many of you know, in your lifetime at least once, when you left, you left different than when you came? Amen. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> the sanctuary experience, boy, this is so true for me. They're all true for me. I didn't get it off somebody else. I thought, I'm going to make a few. You can fill in the rest. The sanctuary experience, brothers and sisters, help us. Underline help. Say help. Help. They love us. They comfort us. Underline this part. They come alongside single parents, mothers and dads, guardians. They come alongside helping raise our children to be champions. I always think of this and kind of, you know, I'm not happy that he's not here to hear it, but I don't have to wince. Fifteen years ago, when Tony Myers was in teen group and Dan Person was one of the coaches, he took it on himself one-to-one to pour into Tony. Tony was a PK. His parents attended church here at that time, and he'd probably spend most of his weekends in church too. He was 
uh, a unique personality, kind of, you know, independent. And today, no matter how good Tony's doing, a huge part of that reward goes to Dan. Even though his parents were believers and preachers, yet Dan's one-to-one. He came alongside Carol and Alanette, and he just put horsepower and the foundation of God's word in. Doesn't happen at J.C. Penney. It can, over time, happen in a Zoom, in a small group, but that's still a sanctuary. Jesus said, where two or three are there. He must have known COVID was coming. What did he say? I am with them. Fill in the rest yourself. What the sanctuary means to you. On to 73 verse 28. How many are glad for the sanctuary? I'm not talking about just people's. Glad for the sanctuary experience. Amen. 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 I told you I'm visiting uh, my older and younger daughter go to revved up Holy Ghost Pentecostal churches. And uh, that's good. My middle daughter married a man that was, uh, he's a northeastern kind of a boarding school guy and likes the hymns of the Lutheran church. That's okay. So when I was at Michelle's in Ross, California, so at St. John's Lutheran, Michelle says, Dad, come with me. We're going to receive communion at the altar. My middle daughter is assertive. Some of her colleagues think she's aggressive. So we're kneeling at the altar, and I had taken it. So the vicar came by with all of his, you know, splendor, and he went to give me the emblems. Michelle looks up at him and said, he's already taken communion because I brought it down with me. And all I could say is, thank God they're in a sanctuary. Amen? Amen. A hymn is great, isn't it? Some things that help us draw near to God. My sincere confession of sin, asking Christ to forgive me, brings me closer to God. My desire to come closer to God. It's where I evaluate a shift, drift, or rift. Nothing between my soul and the Savior. Amen? Asaph was a bitter music minister, when he came into the sanctuary, we evaluate our shift, drift, and rift. The things of earth that shield intimacy perhaps take away my attention from our Lord. Then I'm out there losing energy and joy on matters I cannot change. Willfully moving my eyes away from people, fixing my gaze on Christ and all he has done for me, coming closer to God. Repeat this, set a time and a place to be with the Lord coming closer to God. Forsake not the assembly of, your, of the other believers who need your nudge to draw close to God. Yes. And this cannot be overstated. Singing praise to the Lord. Singing praise, giving praise, giving thanksgiving, audibly, even if you're alone, audibly, Lord, I bless you, I thank you. Lord, I thank you because he lives among the praises of his people. And so, let me go back to my hinge slide. The sanctuary experience, hallelujah. Then, from the privilege to gather with believers to knowing God's Holy Spirit is close 24-7.
praying without ceasing, rejoice evermore, quench not prophecies, giving place and attention to the sweet Holy Spirit of God. Michael, pray us out. Father, thank you for the awesome day that you've given us in this house today, Lord. We've come into your sanctuary. We have lifted up our voices to you in praise, in worship, in prayer, and in teachings. So we are grateful for that opportunity today, Lord. We never want to take that for granted. We give you praise. We give you honor for that today. Now be with those that are here today. Bless them especially. And uh, give them a great week ahead of them, we pray. And uh, put that hedge of protection around them. Let the guardian angels of God travel with them in everything they do and every place they go. And we give you the praise and we'll come back together next week giving you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen.